Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now. It is Tuesday, November 29th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, back with you and ready to uh, tackle a nine-game NHL card. A massive Tuesday on the ice and a massive Tuesday for the show. Of course, we've got our daily show, as always, just about to uh, get going here. And again, tonight, we've got another live BetCast, uh, our November edition of the Ice Guys live BetCast tonight at 7 o'clock p.m., uh, Eastern time. Make sure you tune in and watch the games with us. You know, turn the sound down. You don't need to listen to Jack Edwards. God knows you don't listen. need to listen to Jack <laughs> Edwards or whoever uh, on uh, play-by-play tonight. Turn them down. Turn that shit down and listen uh, to the Ice Guys uh, BetCast. And we'll commentate on all the games taking place, all the action going on, live bets, uh, open bar environment, as always, on the Ice Guys live BetCast. Bring your favorite beer or beverage, whatever the case may be. Uh, and if you want to join Alex and I on the BetCast stream, just send a DM to either him or me on Twitter, uh, and uh, we will send you the StreamYard link for the BetCast before the game begins, or sorry, before the uh, BetCast begins tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Now, I find on these BetCasts uh, that we've done them now for a long time. Uh, we did them every week after the football season last year. We've done a couple this year. I find we get on average of about probably 60 Live viewers at our peak, I would say, 60 to 70 in that range. Those of you that have been on the fence about joining us on the BetCast, and I know there's 60 of us, of you guys watching us usually on the uh, BetCast, watching the BetCast but not joining us on the stream. If there's ever a night to join us on the BetCast, it's tonight. This is a great slate. There are tons of marquee matchups. Tampa Bay-Boston is a hell of a hockey game on paper. Carolina-Pittsburgh. Both teams kind of up and down lately, but that's a very intriguing game with two teams that are still very capable and good when they're on their game. You've got a battle for second in the Central Division, two of the top three teams in that division and in the entire conference right now, Colorado against Winnipeg. Uh, that's a really good game. The Matthew Kachuk Bowl as he makes his return to Calgary for the first time as a member of the Florida Panthers tonight taking on the Flames. You know, that is going to be an exciting game filled with storylines. Hell, even the late game, Seattle, the Red Hot Kraken against the Los Angeles Kings is a solid game. Join us on the stream is what I'm saying. I mean, everybody, uh, everybody that tunes in, even if you only join us for five minutes or ten minutes and say hello and, you know, we are trying to build a family. We're trying to build a community here. Uh, you know, just come on in and introduce yourself. Say, you know, ah, uh, what, what I like, you know, comment on the games a bit. Tell us how much you like the show or how much you hate the show. It doesn't matter. Hopefully not. <laughs> but uh, Join us. Uh, please do. I mean, I know we've got to me. I keep looking at it. I'm like, we got 60 people that tune into the BetCast live most of the time. And yet we only get three or four or five people actually on the uh, stream uh, joining us. So, we want to raise that number a little bit. So even if you only want to join us to say hello for a couple of minutes and then go, that's fine. Absolutely. I mean, there, you can stay for as little as two minutes. You can stay for two hours, whatever the case may be. But uh, definitely, if you haven't joined us on a live BetCast stream yet on the actual stream, not just tuning in, tonight's a good night to do so. It is a great Tuesday night card, Alex. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's the thing. We This is really built for you guys. I mean, we, we do all of this for you, but but the, the live betcast is built, like I said, just for us to get to know everybody, uh, you know, for us to share information. Like I said, we talk about live wagering, and you know, I mentioned often in the show how there's things I like, I'll wait for in-game. You know, this is a, a good way of, if you have maybe, you know, there's some people who, you know, why maybe you're watching this for the first season. And you live bet on other sports. You've never live bet on hockey. Maybe you've never made a live bet before at all. Uh, this is a good way to kind of, you know, dip your toe in the water uh, and get a good feel. It's not, you know, I think we keep it pretty simple. We don't go over anybody's head uh, when we're talking about the live wages and, and we're interacting in the chat as well as being on the stream. We just all kind of vibe off of one another and, and get a good information. And uh, more often than not, over the years, we've actually come up with some some pretty decent nights and some good winning information. Uh, on these live betcasts. And a lot of it is just timing it right, betting good numbers and, and, and at the right time and just, you know, looking for value and looking and really when the games a bunch of us get to watch different games too like i try to uh, my eyes are just going all over the place on the bet gas because i've got like four or five games at least in front of me at the same time uh and basically i'm just trying to update you and trying to get a read of what's going on but if i see there's momentum building for one team good time to bet on that team or, or vice versa uh, and that kind of thing is something you pick up when you watch games live. And there's certain things that live betting you'll only pick up from watching the games as they're happening and as they're unfolding. So it's a unique uh, opportunity for these betcasts to really not only have some fun, shoot the shit, drink a little bit uh, and all that, which we always do on the betcast, but really look for great value, great opportunities uh, in terms of a uh, live betting. So. Uh, tune in for sure uh, to the betcast tonight, but even more than that, if you want it to, if you're tuning in, come on on the come on the stream, even for just a couple of minutes. And if you want to, again, DM one of us, and we will send you the link uh, for the betcast before uh, it uh, begins. Uh, we're going to jump right into the Tuesday card. Uh, no recap today because we're going to be on a lot tonight. We're going to be. I'm going to. It's probably going to go minimum four and a half hours because I'm going to let it go until at least the Florida Calgary game concludes uh, tonight. The uh, betcast. So it'll be a long one. We'll be on for all the early games and at least right till the end of the Florida Calgary game, the Kachuk Bowl, uh, as I like to call it. So we'll jump right into the Tuesday card right now, and we will start with San Jose and Montreal. Uh, even money both sides here, minus 110, uh, the total six uh, pretty much across the board in this one. The uh, San Jose Sharks, uh, probably happy to get away from uh, San Jose when you think about it. I mean, they've not had a good home record this year, obviously 2-12. and 12. Now the home record this year for the uh, San Jose Sharks, where they're actually five and five on the road. This San Jose team uh, lost uh, each of their last three games, one and five uh, in their last six games. As now they begin uh, this road trip here in Montreal. Canadians, meanwhile, have won three of their last four games. Uh, all of uh, two of the wins coming beyond regulation against Chicago and Philly. They also beat a uh, very depleted Columbus Blue Jackets team, uh, and then they suffered a seven to two loss against Buffalo the game that Buffalo snapped their long losing streak uh, in that one. So uh, the Canadians do seem to be in a little bit better form here uh, going into this game. They are battling a few uh, injuries. Mike Hoffman, most notably, uh, he's missed the last three games. Uh, questionable here for tonight uh, for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. But I think the common uh, denominator with both of these teams right now is both of them are scoring goals at a pretty good clip. You've got Montreal that has put in 5-5. Five, five, they, had, they were held down to one by a very good New Jersey team. They scored four against Columbus, five against Philly, 
two in that blowout against Buffalo, but then three against uh, Columbus and Chicago. San Jose, uh, they have been trending over the total, uh, seven and three, their last 10 games to the over. Uh, they've either been scoring goals or giving them up, and especially giving them up of late. Uh, you look at the uh, last two games, LA scores five, Vancouver scores four uh, against them. That's nine goals uh, in the last two games. I'm probably just going to look at goals in this one. Uh, the over does make some sense to me. Uh, over six here, you can get it at minus 120 uh, between the Sharks and the uh, Canadians. Uh, it's two teams that I think are having some issues keeping the puck out of the net, and it's not like Cockinen or Jake Allen, who are the two goaltenders confirmed tonight, are in great form. Kokkinen with a 3.81 goals against average, 871 save percentage. How about 11 goals allowed in his last two starts? Not very good uh, for uh, Kapo Kokkinen. And even Jake Allen hasn't been that sharp uh, of late. Uh, he was the guy in net for uh, that seven-goal uh, outburst by the Buffalo Sabres uh, last week. He hasn't played since then. So I guess the one fly in the ointment here would be that Jake Allen bears down. Uh, his last effort was pretty shabby, pretty embarrassing, giving up seven goals on home ice. You'd think maybe he's going to play a little bit better here, but I don't know if he's going to play better enough to uh, keep this San Jose team, and the strength has been their offense, of course, to keep them off the board. He still has below, way below average numbers on the season, 3.62 goals against 891 save percentage. So I like goals here. I'll go Sharks, Habs over six. Uh, Alex, what about you here? San Jose, Montreal. Yeah, I, I lean with that over too, but I actually like Montreal uh, on the money line in the spot. I think it's the first time in feels like a while that I've been on Montreal, but I'm going with that exact uh, narrative. I think Jake Allen's going to step up and have a big game tonight after having uh, an absolute clunker against a good Buffalo team. Meanwhile, Kapo Kakinen, who has been very disappointing in my eyes, I thought this guy was going to be able to take the reins and and, and start to develop into a top tier or at least the number one goalie uh, in the league. And he's just being thrust in this position because James Reimer is hurt. Uh, and with that being said, keep an eye out. Aaron Dell might start tomorrow when they play against Toronto. So, uh, might have the old flaming garbage can on Twitter <laughs> light up for that. But uh, but Kockenden, he's just been just absolutely miserable lately. And his form is not good. Uh, he said led in 11 goals in the last two games. I think, you know, this, this goes back and forth. Even though the Sharks, they have been great offensively. I need to cash a ton of those uh, team totals over uh, recently with the Sharks. But I think Montreal, I think Allen kind of, you know, like I said, uh, you know, battens the hatches a little bit, plays well enough to give Montreal the win at home here. All right. Uh, I would lean with, in that direction with you, Montreal. I definitely would. I just I like the total a lot more, but I certainly am not in a rush to step to back San Jose right now. They're not playing good hockey. They've been better on the road, but Montreal's been, you know, playing pretty well, I think, the three of the last four games. I mean, they just had a rotten night against uh Buffalo uh last week. Buffalo was really ready to go that night. Like they said, enough of this shit. We want to end the losing streak. And Montreal was uh unfortunately the uh victim of that. Uh, but they bounced right back after that. So I, I would agree with Alex here. If I'm betting aside, I would lean with Montreal as well. All right, Tampa Bay, Boston. We've got Boston minus 170 home favorites here. Six the total uh, in this game. Um, this is a one where this is one where it feels like there's reasons to like Tampa at this price plus and plus 150 in revenge for losing at home to the Boston Bruins. It was probably the only bad game, truly bad game Tampa Bay's had you know, in their recent games was against this Bruins team. And I was on Boston last week uh, against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa. And so were you, Alex. You had the Bruins that night as well. But that was then, this is now. Now you're laying minus 170, much bit bigger price. Now Tampa Bay is the team looking to bounce back from losing to Boston last week. And Tampa Bay is starting to get their game going at least a little bit. 
I know I've been very critical of how they haven't looked at times this year like the Lightning of old, but you can't criticize six of your last seven uh, that you've won if you're Tampa Bay. Uh, they beat Washington, Dallas, Calgary, Nashville, St. Louis, Buffalo. You know, not, not a bad slate. You know, there's some good teams in that mix. The only team they've lost to was this Bruins team at Amelie Arena last week. So it is a revenge situation for Tampa. But at the same time, I'm not really in a anxious rush here to yeah bet against a team that's 12-0 and at home. And that's the case here with the Boston Bruins. Although Boston, you know, you look at them lately, you know, squeak past Carolina in overtime. They've had some close calls. They have. And there's been some games, even the game against Philly, you look at it four to one. It was not a really great performance from Boston. It was more, you know, Philadelphia is just so inept right now and, and struggling so mightily. Boston was just, you know, able to bring an average performance to the ice that night and still be able to win the game. But yeah, it's it's I'm still not I'm still not looking to fade Boston here on home ice, but it's not a spot where I'm looking to back Boston either. Now you're laying minus 170. We were getting them at plus 100 even money last week uh, in Tampa. That was the spot. That was the value time to strike in my opinion with the Bruins. Not so much tonight uh, in this game. Uh, obviously they saved Vasilevsky for tonight. Brian Elliott was in net last night against the uh, Buffalo Sabers. What a brutal loss for Buffalo. You've got to find a way to win that game. My gosh, you're up 5-3. Uh, late in the third. And it was a profitable night for me last night. It wasn't the 8-0 of Sunday, but it was a small profit for me last night. It would have been a lot better, though, if Buffalo hung on. That was very di disappointing to see the Sabres not able to hold a 5-3 lead in that game, and they end up losing in overtime to the Tampa Bay Lightning. So Tampa Bay on the back-to-back -back after that game. Again, the, the uh, Lightning starting to play a little bit better. I think the Lightning, what's been impressive is they're finally getting their offense really rolling here during this stretch, six, five, four, three, three, five, six. I mean, they've been three plus goals in the last seven games for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So this is probably another over lean for me in this game at six minus 120. I think that would be the way I would play it. I'm not scared to bet overs anymore with Vasilevsky in net either. 2.94 goals against average, 905 save percentage for Vasilevsky. They're pedestrian numbers by his standards. They're not terrible. But they're not Andre Vasilevsky A plus level goaltending numbers for him right now. They're just not. And he has given up three plus goals in his last seven of his last 10 starts. Uh, he has allowed at least three goals. So, you know, Boston gets three, which they pretty much always do on home ice these days. You know, that's a good, uh, that's a good shape for the over Tampa Bay, I think contributes. They have scored at three plus goals in seven straight. So the over is more the direction I'm looking in uh, for this one. Uh, Alex, how about you here? Tampa Bay, Boston. Yeah. I jumped on the first period over. I got it minus a dollar 40, which that's right at the kind of cutoff point. If you see anything higher, I'd say, wait, tonight's a great night to possibly wait and, and jump in with a live for a period over for sure. Uh, and I might sprinkle a little bit more on that if I see it drop down to a plus price while we're on the air. But uh, like I said, Tampa's getting that offense rolling. And like I said, I'm not scared of looking at overs with Vasilevsky. Like I said, he's not uh, playing that top tier style that we've seen from him. You know, like I said, and we, we kind of you know hinted at that at the beginning of the year. We said Vasilevsky might have some rough patches, might have some games where he, you know, saves he would normally make uh consistently in the game he you know let a soft goal in here or there because of just how many minutes he's logged over the last few years so yeah uh, you can't fault him for for showing some flaws at times and this is a great boston team it's a dynamite at home 12 game home streak however tampa bay has enjoyed td garden as well they've won seven of the last eight meetings there uh in that building so i think this is gonna be a fun one obviously boston they want to keep uh the good vibes rolling right now and, and obviously 
to beat the three-time defending Eastern Conference champions. That's going to uh, only make matters better for them right now. So I, I expect a fun game here. I like the first period over. I also like the full game over as well. And Braden Point's on a roll again. And it yep. seems like Tampa Bay goes to another level when Braden Point goes to another level. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're seeing from him. His second straight uh, multi-goal game last night uh, in the victory against Buffalo. Uh, you know, we know Stamkos has been outstanding pretty much all season. Remember early in the season, it was Steven Stamkos and everybody else offensively for Tampa Bay. He was that good early on, but you got them going. Uh, you're getting Nick Paul. Uh, chipping in offensively lately. Uh, you've seen Kucherov start to get his game around. Brandon Hagel's been a nice fit uh, on that top line uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So they're getting, uh, that's why their offense is uh, taken off. And obviously for the uh, Bruins, it starts and ends with the likes of Bergeron, Marshawn, Pasternak. That group continue to be excellent. With Sprinkle in a little David Krejci, Jake DeBrusque, Taylor Hall, and Charlie Coyle who've chipped in at times. So plenty of offense to go around in this game and two teams in good form in the, at that end of the ice. And I know we didn't recap yesterday, but we there's no way we can let this show go without talking about Tage Thompson with the goal of the year yesterday. That yes. was absolutely insane. That move, not just to hold on and corral the puck, but then get it back to his forehand and just completely undress Brian Elliott. I think that I don't know what's going to top that, honestly. And we've already seen some pretty good goals this year. That one was special by Tage Thompson. I can't believe for a man of his size, his height, he's strong, he's big, he's tall, the footwork, the skating ability, you know, the, the vision, the, the, the hands, the hands yeah. uh, you know, the, the stick handling, the release for a guy of that size. I mean, it's a special player. We're, we're seeing a special player develop right yep. before our eyes. Definitely. Uh, Tage, like, uh, he's got he's got potential to be a top five player in the league, honestly. Yeah. He's I getting agree. closer and he's not there yet, but he's man, he's closer and closer to getting there. And it's been consistent, consistent improvement and a guy working at his craft working on his game constantly looking to get better and that has made a huge difference in his progression from just a you know decent player to a good player now he's a great player he's probably yeah. i think getting to the point where he's an elite player and he's getting even closer to superstar status in this league and where the buffalo sabers would be without him is scary yeah, uh, to think uh, he's just been absolutely remarkable. That's a good comparison. Uh, Tim Horton, you're right. Tim Horton was a big guy, but he skated well. I mean, this is going back to the 50s, obviously, when he played in the NHL. But uh, no doubt, uh, skated well for the 1950s. I mean, right. obviously, none of those people, uh, <laughs> NHL players back then, can skate like most players do in 2022 but uh, the point is back then he, uh, he yeah. was a way and, and he was and he was huge for for that for that era yeah. as well like his yeah. side i mean you you know you uh, what the average player now is about six two to six four so to have that kind of size back then was was uh and skill was an anomaly for sure yeah no exactly uh you can thank all the uh, countless hours on nhl network when canada had an nhl network and leafs nation network which was around for many years showing a lot of old leaf games and we got to see a lot of old black and white footage and black and white games start to finish of tim Horton and those leaf teams from way back then so we got, i did get to see uh, a bunch of his uh play back then and of course i'm in the home of tim hortons the first ever tim hortons built right here in hamilton of course yep. that was where tim Horton was from so uh, absolutely uh, outstanding. Uh, great comparison there by uh, Bo Jackson uh, in the uh, chat. But uh, yeah, Tampa, Boston, uh, like, like in the over. Alex likes the first period uh, over here with the Lightning and Bruins. I want to mention some props as well uh, from the first two games. I didn't. I forgot to mention some for San Jose, Montreal. Uh, Montreal, uh, 
Dadanov's on the second line, a little bit of a promotion there, something to consider. I, I still think that anybody on that Doc Suzuki Caulfield line is worth a look. That top line's been terrific since uh, Marty San Luis put them together. Uh, San Jose LeBanc on the top line, undervalued. Barabanov is starting to really get going offensively. He's worth a look. Cunning, even on the third line, Luke Cunning is starting to chip in for San Jose. As far as this game goes, it would be more along the lines of probably Brandon Hagel. I mean, point and stamp goes. Maybe you go for the point props with both of them, the way they're going right now, uh, no question. And Boston uh, right now, uh, they are pretty much getting uh, most of their big guns chipping in. Uh, we'll have to see. Trent Frederick, by the way, has been upgraded to a probable. Looks like Craig Smith still out for uh, Boston. One thing I want to point out, I am betting the pregame over, but not the full amount that I normally would. Uh, what I'm going to do, because we got the bet cast, I'm going to do this with a few games here, put a little bit pregame, Wait for a five and a half live during the betcast, and we'll see yeah. it in action. How we look for the value, we look for maybe a first five six minutes, or we get to the first TV timeout of the first period with no goals, and we can get a five and a half in a game like this. And you see how we pounce on those type of situations. Yeah, great point. That's probably what I would recommend for the first period over, honestly, especially when you're laying a, a dollar forty, dollar forty five price. Play at a, a quarter or a half a unit and then try to grab a little bit of a better price because you want to have the insulation, especially when we're talking about these first halves and, and, and looking at live plays. If you get a goal early, you're not going to be able to get that one and a half unless it goes completely dead, you know, for 10 minutes after that. So, you know, kind of insulate yourself by getting the best of the number right now and then try to get a little bit more with the better of the price. That's the way we kind of adjusted it. No, yeah, no doubt. And uh, that's part of the things that we always say with the BetCast is that if you, if you don't like a number or a price pregame, especially with some of the totals and especially the first period totals, because first period over one and a half, you rarely get them less than minus right. 140 these days. Yep. You can wait until the first period, bet them live. Definitely will get a better price and a better number. All right, Carolina, Pittsburgh. We've got the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins minus 120 uh, home favorites here. The total uh, six pretty much across the board in this one. Uh, pick your poison here. Two struggling teams, more so Carolina, although Carolina did get off the schneid, uh, a five-game losing streak for them. They beat Carolina, uh, Calgary rather 3-2 uh, on Saturday. Solid win for them to get uh, off the uh, schneid and back uh, in the win column. Uh, they outshot Calgary 33-20. to 20. It was really a good, complete game from them. They probably deserved the win. They carried the play for uh, more of it than not. And Dan Vladar was the main reason Calgary still uh, had a relative shot in that game. He played very well uh, in net for the uh, Calgary Flames, kept them alive, but Carolina uh, manages to snap their five-game losing streak and uh, get the victory. Uh, and Like uh, Rod Brindamore is right. He said, I thought we got what we deserved. They did. They were better than Calgary. And uh, uh, the power play finally came to life. That was a, a issue for them uh, in recent games. No question about that. Uh, we'll see uh, if Carolina can maintain that momentum carryover. This is a tough game. I mean, I kind of actually lean Pittsburgh, but the thing for me with this game is we've got Carolina, and it's the same angle I took advantage of with Ottawa on Sunday night playing the LA Kings. Team off a long losing streak. They snap the losing streak, and sometimes you get a little, you know, you get a little bounce in your step from that, and you you roll it over into two, three, four wins in a row. You might see that from Carolina here tonight in this game in Pittsburgh. They just saw their five-game win streak get snapped by the Toronto Maple Leafs 4-1 uh, on Saturday night. A Leafs team that won again last night against Detroit that has been marvelous, even with three starting defensemen out, playing great team defense, getting outstanding goaltending. And Pittsburgh walked into that Toronto team and got shut down 4-1. 
by the Leafs on uh, Saturday night. And we know this team's been streaky as hell uh, all season long. Win streak, lose, losing streak, winning streak, losing streak. Is this a losing streak about to begin for Pittsburgh? That being said, still lean Pittsburgh. This is going to be more of a live bet cast game for me uh, tonight. We'll see how it unfolds. I want to see who's sharp early in the game. Maybe that'll you know tilt me in one direction or another. So right now, just the slightest of leans to Pittsburgh, but no pregame bet for me. Stay tuned for my action on this game on the BetCast, because that's where it's going to be. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Carolina, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I only grabbed Pittsburgh pregame because I was able to grab a, a minus $1.10. Uh, now I've seen it you know, as high as $1.25. Like I said, I'm going to wait and grab it in-game. That's probably the best way to look at it, too, just because of like said, the form in which these two teams are played. You want to see who's going to get off to a hot start. And, uh, you know, I'm probably not going to make it a habit, even though I know he's the third string goalie for right now. But Pyotr Kachekov starting for Carolina, he's not a guy I want to fade too often. This guy's uh, got pretty good form. Like I said, he's still taking time to develop. But his mechanics for a rookie are probably right there in the top with uh, Logan Thompson and some of these other guys. He's a guy who's definitely NHL ready as far as his style of play goes. He just needs more time and seasoning. Uh, so with that being said, you know, I'm taking a shot with Pittsburgh because they got a, a better price. Anything at, at minus $1.20 or, or higher, I'd say wait and try to look for a live play. All right. Yeah, exactly. This is this is really going to be a good game for the BetCast because I think you're going to see some opportunities present themselves during the game. I think pregame, it's tough to read. Uh, I want to see if Carolina, you know, I, I might look at a Carolina first. I think Carolina could take the lead early with the momentum they got from the Calgary game. So I, I'm honestly looking at maybe Carolina first period tonight, but I'm going to wait till the bet cast because I want to see the first five minutes. I want to see Carolina main, you know, just be on the front foot early, a little boost, a little pep in their step from snapping the losing streak against Calgary. And I want to see it carry over to tonight. And if I see that kind of strong start, they're in the offensive zone, they're generating chances. They're not giving Pittsburgh all that much. Then I might look toward Carolina first period. That's my, that's my early strategy when it comes to this game, come the bet cast tonight. Yeah. And even with the first period over, I mean, it's, it's as cheap as a dollar 30. You may be able to grab a, a solid plus price, uh, something in the plus 120 or higher range, if you like that. If you think Carolina can at least score early and you know grab some of that value, so that's there's definitely, like I said, some some options for sure with the uh, with live wager. And I'm glad this game is going to be on when we're on the air. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Marty Natchez has been excellent. Uh, I would I roll with him from a prop standpoint. Uh, Stefan Nason, I still think he's tremendously undervalued, and he's still in the top six. Plays on the power play, he's getting chances. He did score against Boston uh, over the weekend. Uh, I don't think you could uh, go wrong looking at a value look toward him. As far as Pittsburgh goes tonight uh, in this game, Jason Zucker has been probably one of their better offensive players uh, during this run. Brock McGinn's been capable. Ryan Paling actually is someone that uh, really stepped up for them for a couple of games there. So don't sleep on his contributions offensively, even though he's only playing on the fourth line for Pittsburgh. So there's a couple of value options you could uh, look toward there. Islanders and Flyers. Uh, next up, we've got uh, the Islanders minus once uh, 85 road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how uh, this one uh, fares. But I know for a Philadelphia standpoint, it's just been just a terrible stretch for them. Uh, I've heard the same fucking words and quote from Tortorella after every game. Uh, we're playing hard. We're playing hard, but we got to make more plays. We're playing hard. We're playing hard, but we got to make more plays. I mean, I've, I've honestly heard the same thing like six games in a row from him. Uh, I'm not criticizing my team. They're working hard. 
that's all nice, but wouldn't you like to see them win a game here and there? I mean, I know they're working hard, but at some point you want to see the hard work pay off in a winning result, and it's just not coming right now for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers as their losing streak has now hit double digits, 10 in a row uh, that they have lost the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. So it can't back them. Can't. I mean, it's just uh, – and not only uh, – because the, they are – trying i mean i see it i mean i see a lot of things that they're doing they're trying to they're really working hard but they're not working well you know and they're not executing that's the thing they're working hard they're, they're got, they got the puck in the offensive zone and i said this the other day they're cycling the puck they're trying to find openings and then there's a stick in the lane and the pass is broken up and it's cleared out of the zone they're cycling behind the net they're looking for a pass and whoop fan on the shot and it's out of the zone oh there's a great scoring chance oh you missed the net or and the, the times they hit the net, the goalie's making the save and they're not getting the rebounds. You know, they, they're, they're generating offense at times, but they're just there's a lack of finish with this team. And we knew it could possibly be the case entering this season. When you looked at the roster, there is not that uh, incredible depth of high level offensive superstar skill on this hockey team. Bottom line, point blank. That's exactly why they are struggling offensively. You know, two goals against the Islanders when they lost to them over the weekend, 5-2. Uh, one goal against Pittsburgh, two against Washington, two against Philly, one against Boston. I mean, one against Dallas, one against Ottawa. Uh, you know, they have definitely had a problem putting the puck in the net. And it's not only that they don't, that they lack, you know, that high-end talent, it's also who's out for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers right now. Couturier. He's not only a great defensive center, he's counted on offensively. Travis Konechny was a guy that was carrying them offensively early in the season, and now he's on IR for the Philadelphia Flyers. JVR, that net front presence, that great hand-eye coordination to tip in and deflect pucks right in front of the net. We know he's just incredible at that. They miss that dearly right now, and he's out for the Flyers. Uh, Wade Allison even gave them a little spark offensively. I mean, these are guys that really contributed to whatever offense the Flyers did get early in the season. And now without them, it's just been a, a chore for them to try and score goals right now. And the center ice position, as I've said many times, it's decimated. You've got a Hayes, Frost, Cates, and Sedlak uh, starting uh, top four centers. It's not going to get the job done most nights. Uh, the New York Islanders on the uh, flip side, uh, they have won four in a row. Uh, they've had a pretty solid bounce back season for Lane Lambert. 15 and eight they are now uh, on the season. The Islanders playing well, seven and five winning record uh, on the road. I know Philadelphia revenge is going to be on people's minds if you're thinking about back in the Flyers, but I can't do it uh, right now uh, in this uh, game. Uh, it's probably going to be a pass because you've got the, uh, now, keep in mind, I like the over the last meeting. I said it on the uh, show on Saturday. Thought the over was worth a look because you had Sandstrom in net and, and Barlamov. You had two of the you know weaker goalies, I guess, if you could, on each team. Well, now you've got a Sorokin Hart matchup, and Hart's been a little bit susceptible lately. Not nearly as good as he was early, but Sorokin's been just phenomenal. He's been absolutely terrific. I don't like the idea of taking an over with him in net uh, right now. You look at the way he's played: four goals allowed in his last three starts. Uh, he's been terrific all season for the uh, Islanders in net. So. This is going to be a pass for me all around. Maybe we get involved in it on the bet cast, but nothing as of right now. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Islanders, Flyers. Yeah, I, I was tempted to try to take a small shot with the draw at plus 345. When you look back at the history, in the last 16 meetings, nine of them have gone to overtime. Uh, but like you said, the Flyers are just having so many issues right now. Uh, it, it's hard to think, can you know, can they even keep 
uh, afloat and, and, and hang with this team for 60 minutes and force overtime, I'm not really sure. So it's more likely going to be a pass for me as well. Like I said, we'll see what, what develops when we're on, on the air. But uh, right now, it's just nothing. All right, nothing here uh, early for uh, Alex either with the uh, Islanders and the uh, Flyers. Although I will say, from a, a prop standpoint for the Islanders, uh, and it's it doesn't it does I've missed the boat at times taking a shot with him to score, and usually it's I've, I've ignored it because he, you know he's a defenseman. Uh, but obviously, I talk about Wallstrom all the time. He's always worth a look. He scored against Columbus, but I'm telling you what, Noah Dobson shoots the puck a ton, and he already has six goals this year. And he scored a couple lately, and he's had a bunch of good looks. And, you know, just a couple of bucks to put down on Noah Dobson for the Islanders, at, uh, even though he's a blue liner to score, is not uh, a bad way to go because I find he's getting chances nightly, and he fires the puck a lot from that Islanders blue line for them. All right, Anaheim-Nashville. We've got uh, the Predators here, minus 220 home favorites, six and a half the uh, total in this game. I mean, we're at the point now with the Anaheim Ducks where – you know, you hang tough, but still lose to the Seattle Kraken uh, on uh, Sunday night, 5-4. And we're considering that a moral victory right now. I mean, that's where we're at with the uh, Anaheim Ducks. I mean, it's just been a tough run. Uh, they did beat the Rangers, but I think the more we watch of the Rangers, the more we see they're going through their own issues right now. So even that win has a little blemish on it with the recent struggles of the Rangers. Uh, but Anaheim definitely has had problems. It continues to be revert back to not keeping the puck out of their own net. Not getting good goaltending most nights. Stolarz even hasn't played well. He didn't play well uh, against Ottawa. And then, of course, Gibson comes in uh, against uh, Seattle. And he was coming off one of his better performances against the uh, New York Rangers when they beat the Rangers that night. Gibson was great. Can't sustain it, though. What else is new? It's always been the problem for Gibson. He gets up five goals, gets pulled uh, in that game against the Seattle Kraken. Uh, And, uh, of course, uh, Stolarz has to come in and mop up uh, in that uh, loss to Seattle on Sunday night. So just the same old uh, issues right now with uh, John Gibson, who's now day to day as well uh, with the, uh, actually, I think, yeah, I think it was actually injury related. He left that game against uh, Seattle, but either way, he's day to day. He's traveling with the team. Uh, he left that game in the third period, not able to return. It was an injury related, but I think it was a little bit of both. He wasn't playing well and he was hurt uh, in that game against Seattle. So, uh, whether he's available tonight, we'll see, but I wouldn't expect it. I would expect Stolarz to be the goalie. They're projecting him at most uh, sites to be the starter tonight for Anaheim. UC Soros for Nashville. Uh, you know, this is a pick-your-poison game. Do you want to lay 220 with Nashville? I don't. Uh, but they are they are playing a little bit better, 4-2 and two, uh, in their last six games. Wins over the Rangers, the Wild at home, the Islanders at home. So they beat, they've actually played well at home. They've beaten some decent teams at home. In fact, the only uh, loss they've had on home ice lately was 3-2 in overtime against a surging Lightning team that are right now playing their best hockey of the season. Uh, They lost 3-0 to Detroit in their last game, and they have had plenty of time off since their last game because, remember, they were supposed to play over the weekend twice, play Colorado, I think it was Columbus after that, and both home games postponed and canceled due to the water main break. They're at Bridgestone Arena. So this team now, by those two postponed games, they basically had a week off just about since that last game against Detroit. So, you know, who knows if they're staying sharp? We'll have to wait and see on that. But this is definitely a perfect night to have a game like this with a struggling Anaheim team. Who knows how they're going to play starting this road trip tonight? Where's their confidence at? Who knows what we're going to get from Nashville, especially early in the game when they've been sitting around for six days. It's a perfect game. Do you know what? Let's let's 
Church. Come on the BetCast with us tonight, uh, and let's see how this game starts out. And we'll make some live betting decisions from there in terms of who's sharp, who's on their game. You know, is it a wide open game? Is it a tight checking game? I, I got to believe from an Anaheim standpoint, it'll probably be wide open. But Nashville at home has been trying to play a little bit tighter lately. So this is just a perfect game for a BetCast night where let's see how it starts. Let's bet based on what we see early in the game rather than make a pregame move. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Anaheim, Nashville. Yeah, this is definitely one of the games that I normally would circle on any given night uh, to bet live. And like you said, with that layoff for Nashville, we've seen, you know, the mandated five-game layoffs over the last few years. Well, obviously, it, uh, you take out the, the pandemic-shortened season, but when we've seen these teams off four or five days, you tend to see a little bit of rust, and the rust is more on the back end than the offense. So with that being said, I'm circling uh, over, alive. Definitely don't want anything to do with six and a half. We should be able to get this down to five and a half laying a price, or if we even see a spot where it's six at some plus money potentially. That's the the angle that I'm looking at here. And Nashville has done very well against Anaheim. Uh, looking back at uh, the matchups, they've uh, ten and four in the last fourteen meetings, including seven and one uh, in Nashville. And like I said, now Gibson, I think that's almost addition by subtraction now that he's hurt out day to day. Give Storlars a chance because this is a guy who you know actually proved to be a decent backup last year in, in different starts. Maybe if he can get hot on a roll, that would be a good thing to give Gibson some rest. But uh, we still got to wait and see it. You know, like I said, that was one one year for him. Maybe he's kind of reverted back to his, his normal regression of just being uh, a average or below average goaltender. So Nashville can take take advantage of that. Like you said, Anaheim would like to play more wide open, but we don't know if we're going to see that from Nashville right away. Maybe Anaheim can get on the board early and then Nashville comes back. So this is a perfect storm. Uh, if you will, for for live betting, we might be able to get a chance to get Nashville at a much better price if Anaheim can jump on them early and they show a bit of, of rust. And we might even be able to get a, a, a better price and better number on that over as well. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, to me, it's a great game for a betcast night because I think I, there's, there's a lot of uncertainty for me. And it sounds like that's it's the same way for you with this game before it starts. Let's see uh, how it uh, begins, how it unfolds. We're talking about a struggling Anaheim team. I mean, you're basically... <laughs> You're definitely uh, taking a leap of faith trusting them right now. But at the same time, Nashville at this price and a team off a six-day layoff, that's not always conducive to success, right? So let's uh, see how this one uh, plays out early. I think it's definitely a good game to uh, just sit back, watch the uh, beginning of the game, the early part of the first period, and then make a move after that uh, based on observations as the uh, game progresses. All right, next up here, we've got uh, one of the better uh, games here. Uh, on the uh, slate tonight, definitely. Uh, we've got the uh, Colorado Avalanche taking on the Winnipeg Jets, uh, two of the top three teams in the Central. The Dallas Stars, believe it or not, leading the Central Division right now. Colorado in the win uh, in the rears of Dallas, and but Winnipeg right there as well. I mean, maybe one of the slept-on teams right now uh, in the NHL are the Winnipeg Jets and the Rick Bonus era. I didn't think it would be the su ra ra ravishing success it's been so far. Uh, but it has been. And now Colorado minus 140 road favorites tonight, six and a half the total in this game. Tempted by the Jets. Don't know if I'll bet the Jets. This is another game where I might wait to see pregame. But and they've they've actually done all right against uh, Colorado. They've won the last two meetings, including earlier this year. They won in overtime in Colorado, 4-3. I mean, this team's playing really well right now, the Jets. And they're seven and two on home ice. And they're plus 120 on home ice tonight. So I find there's some value in this price with the Jets and the way they're playing right now. And Hellebuck's been solid for the most part in net. Uh, and right now they've got 
Kyle Connors just rolling right now. Remember, everyone was worried. Where's Kyle Connors' offense? What's going on with his struggles? Uh, are, you, are you worried anymore? Uh, he's gotten it rolling. He scored in three straight games. He now has six goals in the last six games for the Winnipeg Jets. He's been absolutely terrific. I mean, this is a this is a team that's playing good hockey right now. Colorado. The one thing that would concern me about Winnipeg is you've got Colorado very rested following this game because they had the Nashville game postponed. They played Dallas. Uh, on the weekend, on uh, Saturday night, they beat them four to one, and they've had two days off. And you do have Winnipeg coming home off a road trip, right? So that's not always the best spot either uh, for the Winnipeg Jets. So that's why I'm leaning Winnipeg. I haven't pulled the trigger. I'm going to see how this they start early in this game. Uh, I want to see how Colorado starts because if you're the Avalanche, you do know that the last time you played the Jets, you lost to them on home ice. Does that spur uh, a good effort from them here tonight in this game? And I'm also waiting for goalie confirmation. Just to be honest, the idea of fading Georgiev right now, and yes, you're not hearing things, the idea of fading and betting against Georgiev right now is not appealing. He's playing excellent. I mean, I, I this is definitely the best hockey of his goaltending career. This is better than anything we saw with the Rangers. This yep. is better than uh, the early part of the season with Colorado. He has been spectacular, especially here the last, I would say, the month of November. November 5th, one 3 3 0-2-1, especially the last three games. Washington, Dallas twice, given up three goals in the last three starts combined. It's been really sharp, really, really excellent. On top of it, not giving up bad rebounds. Rebound control has been impeccable. He's square to the shooter. Uh, he's moving really well in the in between the pipes as well. Uh, he's just done everything that's asked of him, and he's making actually a couple of really outstanding saves as well, not just the routine saves. He's making the harder saves as well right now for this uh, Colorado Avalanche team. So uh, definitely when I look at this uh, matchup here, Colorado-Winnipeg, I think the value is a little bit with the Jets. They're playing well. They're at home. They're 7-2 and two on home ice this year. But uh, I'm, I'm going to wait to see who's in that. If it's Francois, I'll probably pounce on Winnipeg, actually. But if it's if it's Georgiev, I'm going to be a little bit more hesitant because he is right now in a massive zone at the moment for the avalanche what do you think here alex with colorado winnipeg yeah based on what i'm seeing it's confirmed it's going to be yorgiev and hellebuck i've seen that on uh, goaliepost.com uh, and i know everybody would this is a great goaltending matchup right this is these are two guys who are you know at the moment vesna trophy candidates uh really carrying their teams along both uh, have you know 10 plus wins on the year I actually think we're going to see this be a little bit more of a high-scoring affair, to be honest. We've seen 5-1 and one to, the, to the over in the last six meetings with these two teams. I would lean with Jets, uh, even though, like I said, coming back home off of a road trip, that's always a little bit dicey. But the home team in this series, 24-9. and nine. Uh, So that, that's definitely been a strong lean. Colorado just 3-8 and eight the last 11 playing in Winnipeg. And the Jets, like I said, they've hung tough 1-2 of the last three. Uh, and, and two of those last three have also gone into overtime or shootout. I think this is going to be a good back-and-forth game. This is a great game for the live betcast as well. You can get some better adjusted numbers on the totals, first period and full game. First period over, 9-3 and three the last 12 meetings between these two teams. Uh, right now, you'd only be laying about $1.38 uh, or $1.30, depending on where you shop around. Wait in, wait just maybe two, three minutes into the game, and you'll get a plus price with that. So that's more than likely what I'm circling for for live wagering purposes. Uh, even with these two goalies being great, we've seen a history of where these two teams, the division rivals, they you know get a little physical. You know, Winnipeg's always been kind of a bigger team, like to bully some teams around. Maybe there's some power play chances, and you can't afford to give Colorado too many power play chances. They will bury you uh, with those. So this might be a good game where we can uh, you know get some value live with the first period over, and maybe even the full game as well. 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, to me, look, the total, the total, I got the total wrong, by the way. The total is six in this game. It's not six and a half. That is a typo if you're watching on YouTube. The total is six in this Colorado and uh, Winnipeg game. I'll change that right now. There we go. Uh, but it's six shaded to the under. You're not going to have to wait long. If we get even just two, three, four minutes of scoreless hockey at the beginning of this game, you're going to get a five and a half. And that's when yeah. I strike uh, on over five and a half uh, in game. So another perfect spot for the BetCast tonight, for sure. And that's one of those things too. And we talk. I know we kind of talk about this back and forth a little bit because I know you. You will tend to wait more for a line to drop and hit plus value, where I will sometimes sacrifice a little bit of that value. I'll lay a dollar twenty, dollar twenty five to get the better of the number. So you know, and that's the thing. That's that's why we have the backcast to kind of go about because sometimes it's better to wait for that plus price. Sometimes you see the pace is going at, at such a style where, they, you know, this is a good strike range. Let's grab it now because a few minutes a goal comes in, you're not going to get the number or the value. So uh, that's one of the things that we kind of go, uh, I guess we could say back and forth with a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it is, uh, it's definitely, I think, a situation where, you know, I like the plus price, you're right. But I've also missed out on opportunities because I've waited that long, right, for a plus price. There's no question about that. You know, I've seen instances where I'm waiting for plus 100, I'm waiting for plus 110 or plus 120, and then goal, you know, about, 30 seconds earlier and you miss it. And you said, man, maybe I should have taken it at minus 120 uh, or something like that. So, uh, but that's the way it is. Live betting is all about time. You're not always going to get it right with your timing. You're not always going to, you know, bet, bet it when you should have, and you're going to miss out on the odd opportunity uh, here and there because you're a little bit late on the trigger. Uh, but uh, definitely uh, it's all about personal preference and, you know, sometimes I'm stubborn to a fault. Everybody knows that. Uh, and sometimes I'll just wait for that plus price, even though I'm like, there's going to be something happening any second. You should be betting it. And uh, that's what you're going to see in real time tonight on the uh, yeah. live betcast is just these critical thinking and last split second decisions you have to make. Do I bet it now? Do I sacrifice a little price uh, and bet it now? Or do I wait, get my the price I'm looking for and risk maybe missing out if there's something that happens? before you bet it so yeah that's and those things you have you have to feel those like i said we we help you along but but ultimately you have to go as a better with your gut feeling on you know are you are you seeking the value in the number or the value in the price uh when betting live because it's it's we're talking about split second decisions (laughs) there have been you can go back and watch some of the betcasts where we've literally have been trying to click uh, you know, submit in our bet, and all of a sudden something happens and we get bounced out. Or there have been times, Ian, I remember it was at Toronto last year, you got a, a next to score prop. Literally, I had me maybe a half a second between the bet being okayed and the goal actually happening. So uh, it's, it's, it's a game of timing for sure. And you know what? This is this is a great prop game for Colorado because they've got a, a lot of different bases in the lineup tonight. People getting opportunities because, look, they've got Evan Rodriguez out. Martin Kaut is out. Landeskog and Nachushkin, of course, are still out. So, you know, uh, Jared Bednar is really tinkering here. And what he's done is he's he's putting Alex Galchenyuk and it looks like Jean-Luc Foudy uh, here in the lineup tonight uh, on the third line with Alex Newhook. Uh, these are guys that have just been called up. These are guys that are hungry for the opportunity. You know you're going to get A-plus effort out of them. Uh, and, you know, they're probably worth a small shot here in the goal prop market because I always like that. I love backing players way under the radar, the bargain bin prices when they're called up from the AHL. They've got a point to prove. They want to absolutely 
uh, you know, make an impact uh, as often early as possible, especially Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk knows he's running out of racetrack in terms of NHL opportunities. You know, he's, you know, been around the block, bunch of different teams now, kicked around now for a few years. Uh, here's another opportunity for him. So it looks like we're going to see both of them in the lineup. So uh, you're going to get, obviously, a tremendous uh, value in their, their goal props here. Let me see uh, who's got uh, those two players. Because you one thing you always have to remember is sometimes they don't always add these players to the menu right away. Yeah, there's Caesars has Jean-Luc Foudy plus 675 uh, for this game. Uh, Alex Galchenyuk plus 550. Uh, Caesars is terrific, actually. They seem to always be on top of who is uh, entering the lineup you know, on a daily basis. And they've got those goal props for both Foodie and Galchenyuk, or as Don Cherry says, Alex Del Chuckluck uh, here for this uh, game tonight. Uh, there, you know, there's other options too for Colorado in terms of current Dryden hunt was on a bad goal scoring, uh, you know, drought. He found the back of the net the other night. You know, you might want to even take a little shot with him to score a goal tonight. I mean, talk about some nice bargain bin options here. Logan O'Connor has been capable lately for the uh, avalanche. Uh, and of course, Lekkonen, has been really good lately with McKinnon and Rantanen uh, on the uh, top line. In terms of points especially, he's got three goals in the last six games, and he has five points in the last four games uh, for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. And as on the Winnipeg side of things, as far as the prop market goes tonight, you know, for them, Morgan Barron is moving up to the uh, top line with Pierre-Luc Dubois, PLD, and Connor, uh, Kyle Connor here for this game on the uh, top line. So keep that in mind. More ice time for him. He had three shots on goal and an assist in the last game. He does only have one goal for the uh, Jets, but they're high on his upside long term. Uh, again, he looks like he's going to be playing with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Kyle Connor uh, on the top line tonight. Morgan Barron for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. So that's probably your great value look on their side of the fence tonight uh, in terms of goal score props in this Colorado uh, and Winnipeg game. And uh, stay tuned to the BetCast because we might always have more goal score props that I'll that I didn't mention on this show that I'll mention uh, on the uh, betcast uh, later on tonight. All right, next up we've got uh the Florida Panthers and the Calgary Flames. This is the Matthew Kachuk Bowl as I have been calling it here the uh, last uh, few uh, days. Uh definitely excited to see the atmosphere at the Saddle Dome, the reception uh, obviously uh that Matthew Kachuk is going to receive. You would think it's going to be they'll do a little tribute for him and I'm sure they'll have some applause at that point, but while the game is going on, he's going to get booze. Who's kidding who? Uh, we all know that. Uh, Calgary minus 155 home favorites, a total six uh, in this game. It's funny. I was listening to a Flames podcast just actually right before the show. Just happened to be listening. It just popped on my YouTube, and it was Frank Saravalli was on it with the guys, Rhett Warner, and they do a Flames podcast. Daryl Sutter apparently has been really hard on the players lately, really trying to push them. They know He knows they haven't been playing well uh, in recent games. Uh, you know, and it, they haven't always been playing poorly. They just haven't gotten the results, you know, and that's been the main thing. There's been some games they've played well, but they've lost many games where they've played well, but they've lost. I don't think you can say that about the game against Carolina. They got outplayed. They were outworked by Carolina, and apparently Daryl Sutter wasn't thrilled that 3-2 loss, whereas the Washington game, the Pittsburgh game, I thought they played well enough to win in those games, but didn't. They didn't play well enough to win in my opinion, against Carolina, and they lost that game. So Daryl's kind of cracking the whip a little bit. And then Frank Saravalli on the podcast, Alex, he made this comment that was – and that's the thing with Sutter. He's an odd duck, let's be honest. He's an oddball. You know, he's, he's a little out there at times. We know he's got a quirky personality, uh, no question about that. Um, and when you look at uh, 
what he said just uh, the other day. He was talking about one of the teams they were playing. And, and Frank Cervalli's right about this. Does it rub some of his players that aren't from this part of the region the wrong way on his own team where he says, oh, it's no wonder they're a good hockey team. He says it in his, well, it's no wonder they're a good hockey team. They're from Western Canada, a lot of those players. And Frank made a good point. He says, you know, if you're Elias, Elias Lindholm and you're Jacob Markstrom and, and you're some of these players in your own dressing room, how do you feel listening to that? It's like you can only be good hockey. I'm only good at hockey if I'm from Western Canada. That, that that's kind of what it makes it sound like here. Uh, if uh, Daryl Sutter's saying something like that, so it's just an odd comment to make. It's no wonder they got good players are from Western Canada. Uh, there's no good Swedes, no good Finns, no good Russians, no I mean, no good Czech Czechia players. I mean, uh, no good Ontario players or Quebec or <laughs> it's Western Canada that they got to be good. So so peculiar comment. It was just uh, and it's it's kind of the weird shit sometimes you get out of the mouth of Daryl Sutter uh, from time to time. So. Uh, definitely interesting to see uh, that comment and hear about it. Uh, as far as this game goes, you know, Calgary somehow, some way is finding ways to lose hockey games right now. And it's not a team I'm in a rush to lay a buck 55 with coming off a road trip as well. You got Florida, though, not playing great. One and five in their last six games. Uh, that was a horrible loss last night against Edmonton. You know, they didn't even play that well. They probably didn't deserve to win. I think it was actually the Lord Gambler and the hockey gods came in there and said, you know what, Edmonton's been the better team tonight. They should win this game. And sure enough, they tied it in the final seconds with Evan Bouchard. And then, of course, in overtime, a uh, great two-on-one rush, McDavid and Dreisaitl. They finish it off. They win 4-3 uh, in that game. Uh, it was pretty much a, a tough loss for Florida, but they were outplayed by the Edmonton Oilers. And, you know, their defensive play has really fallen apart. I mean. They blow the game against St. Louis. They blow another game against Edmonton. They give up nine goals in those two games. They give up five to Columbus, a bad, riddled, depleted Columbus team, 5-3 uh, last week. Uh, so they're really scuffling at the defensive end. The penalty kill's been lousy. They've given up a power play goal now in five, four of the last five games. That's concerning at this point in time for Florida. Uh, so you got two teams that are struggling here. And you've got Calgary off a long road trip, not a bet on spot, a struggling Florida team, second of back-to-back games, not exactly a bet on spot. And you've got Bobrovsky in net here, who's not a bet on goaltender in my mind right now. Uh, you look at his numbers for the season, four and five, 3.62 goals against average, 888 save percentage. Don't like that. So what I'm going to do with this game is I'm going to go Calgary team total over three and a half. That's the way I'm going to play it. I think this is this has to be a spot for Calgary here to get their offense going, and I don't trust them to win the game right now because Vladar is one of those goalies. He's in that tonight for the Flames. Great one night, kind of not so what, what good the next game. He can have those kind of tendencies in his performances. So uh, I'm going to just go with the team total. That way I can not have to worry about whether they win the game or lose the game, plus also not have to worry about laying minus 155, which I do not want to do. So I'm going to go Flames team total here over three and a half uh, in this game and just trust this team on home ice to finally hopefully have a breakthrough offensively and get to four goals against a struggling Panther defense at five on five. They're struggling on the penalty kill. They're struggling. And obviously Bobrovsky goalie Bob has way below average numbers so far this year. So Flames team total is the way I'm going to approach this one over three and a half. Alex, what do you think here? Florida, Calgary, the Matthew Kachuk Bowl. 
Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. I, I think I think we're going to see some goals. I think we're going to see uh, a good pace and intensity. Like I said, two teams struggling, but in different facets. Uh, and like I said, you know, Calgary team total, that's the only way you can look if you like the Calgary side. But I just like the full game over a bit more. Six is a good price at minus $1.20. But like I said, we will be on the live cast. So I, I'll wait and grab a five and a half. Like I said, this is one where I don't need a plus price. I'll grab five and a half, a dollar twenty or a dollar twenty-five. I'm just getting the the better number, get off of of the uh, at the hook, so I can so six cashes for me basically. But this is definitely going to be a fun game. I think we're going to see uh, some good pace and intensity. And you know, like I said, Sutter's Sutter's comments. I mean, he's he's an old school guy, and and you always hear. You know, folks from Western Canada, I've been watching hockey forever, but folks from Western Canada always kind of hype up folks from Western Canada. It's almost the same thing like, you know, uh, football players in Texas, kind of uh, the, the same thing. So, you know, I don't think he meant, meant any harm by it. It's just more of a just, uh, you know, you know, these are tough Western Canadian kids. I've always heard that that phrase said from older uh, hockey heads for years. So. I think that's what he meant by that. But this just could be a, a good, fun-paced game. Uh, I said glad we'll be on late for that one. And, uh, you know, Kachuk, Huberdo, you know, uh, looking at, the, you know, the guys that were involved in that trade, uh, you know, if there could be any kind of you know, point props or whatever. I don't know if I'm going to, you know, dip into those much. Uh, but, you know, it's definitely going to be, like I said, everybody, all eyes are going to be on Kachuk when he has the puck. They're going to be booing him left and right. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm interested to see what happens between the whistles, too. You know, if he's going to, you know, kind of be chippy with some of those guys and, and, you know, will he take a dumb penalty or maybe he'll be able to draw a penalty. I think that's kind of really the impact we'll see from him tonight. Yeah, this is not normal. No, normally, I'm not interested in a plus 180 being the best price available for a guy to score a goal. But I'll obviously be betting that tonight, Matthew Kachuk. Uh, plus 180 uh, for the uh, Florida Panthers to find the uh, back of the net. He did last night. You know he's definitely going to want to score one back at the Saddle Dome, where I, I'm positive he is going to be uh, getting booed uh, in this one. So, uh, you know, he's definitely going to want to do that again, and probably he's probably going to do that again like he did last night, like when he scores a goal. I can't hear you now, but at the end of the night, he ended up losing the game. And it's worth noting, too, Barkov, He's been out the last two games. He's day-to-day. He's questionable tonight. We don't know if for sure he's going to return tonight or not uh, for the Florida Panthers. But we talk about they miss his offense. Well, they miss his defense every bit as much. He is a terrific defensive center, one of the better ones, honestly. So, And look what they've, look what they've looked like defensively against St. Louis and Edmonton without him. Can't hold leads in both games without Alexander Barkov. So, yeah, they miss his offense. I think they miss his defense even more. They've got other players to, you know, get the offensive side of it done. The defense, there's a that's a lot that is on his shoulders every night to be responsible away from the puck when he's on the ice, and they miss that. I don't think it's a coincidence that no Alex Barkov, no holding leads in back-to-back games for the Florida Panthers. So I think no Barkov means over the total as well. I think they become more of an over team, honestly, without Barkov because of that defensive presence that is absolutely uh, missing uh, right now for the uh, Panthers without him uh, on the ice. A good prop game, like I said, Kachuk, Huberto, even Wegar, who is you know the, the other part of that trade, who's now with the uh, Calgary Flames. You know, Don't put it past him to maybe try to get a little more aggressive, jumping in from the blue line trying to make some things happen. Like he's not known as a huge, massive offensive point producer. He's only got five points on the entire season and all of them are assists. But in this particular matchup, you might be uh, seeing him uh, try to do a little bit more than uh, normally he would uh, offensively. So uh, interesting to see. And also uh, from the Florida standpoint, I've mentioned uh, in terms of player prop value, Cousins is on the top line. Lundell scored a goal last night. I think he's probably worth a look. 
uh, Hepo Niemi and Cool Mint Lusterine, and I've talked about them a bunch. On the Calgary side, uh, you've got uh, you know a bunch of struggling play. It's really hard because they moved Rzichka back down to the top line. We cashed a couple with him uh, when he was on the top line, but it's Huberto, Lindholm, Toffoli, Dubé, Kadri, Mangiapane, and I'm telling you what, they're getting zip right now from Dubé and Mangiapane, and that's been disappointing. Uh, there's no question. Um, someone in the chat, by the way, Stocks, asking uh, the BetCast, is that there a link somewhere? There is a link on our my Twitter, and it's on the Ice Guys Twitter, and Alex retweets it uh, as well. We have basically uh, the, the YouTube link, which is where you can watch the BetCast tonight, is posted on Twitter. Uh, so you can find it there. And if you want to join us, Stocks, on the uh, BetCast tonight, just DM me or Alex on Twitter or email even, and we'll send you what's called a StreamYard link, and you are able to join the BetCast uh, tonight with us on the stream. So that's uh, what it is. And the BetCast is us watching the games, live betting uh, during the games. We're all commentating and making uh, observations on the games. We're drinking, which is one of the better parts of it. So that's the BetCast, essentially. It's just a fun time. It really is. I always have fun with the uh, BetCast. It's tonight. It starts at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and we will be on right through at least until the conclusion of the Panthers-Flames game uh, tonight. So uh, hopefully that answered the uh, question there with uh, the BetCast. All right. Uh, great show. We've got a couple of games left. We will go to Washington and Vancouver now. Uh, next up in this one, uh, we've got the uh, Washington Capitals uh, currently, uh, for Vancouver rather, uh, minus 120 uh, in this one uh, at home against the uh, struggling uh, Washington Capitals. And the total right now in this game currently uh, sitting at uh, six and a half across the board uh, in this game. Uh, the Canucks, they're turning their season around slowly but surely. Uh, and you're seeing this team play some uh, better hockey here, uh, entering this matchup, uh, winning uh, three in a row, five of their last six. Washington, on the other hand, uh, they did win a couple in a row against the Flyers and the Flames, but could not uh, keep it going against the surging, uh, the hottest team in the NHL, the best team in the NHL right now, the New Jersey Devils. They lose 5-1 uh, in that game. We'll see if uh, Washington can start this road trip. Uh, on a winning note, but I have my doubts. This is a team that is two and nine uh, on the road this year. Uh, not only have they struggled overall, they've been absolutely dreadful uh, on the uh, road uh, for the uh, Capitals this year. So now they play this red hot Vancouver team. But I'll be honest, uh, Alex, while this is Canucks or pass for me uh, in this game, this is not, this is a spot that has me a little queasy about Vancouver. You know, you just played this great road trip. Perfect road trip against some really good teams, Colorado, Vegas, San Jose, not so much, but especially Colorado and Vegas. And then you won the back-to-back -back game against San Jose. You came back from a deficit to win that. You turn around now. This is your third game in four nights. You've had a lot of travel. You know, it's it's definitely a negative spot for Vancouver, just situationally and scheduling-wise. But I don't know if Washington's good enough to take advantage of it right now. They're just not playing good hockey. They're, they've been brutal on the road, as I mentioned. They're still without Tom Wilson. Their best defenseman, Dmitry Orlov, is still out. Haglin, Connor Brown, Backstrom hasn't played yet this year. I find their offense has been dormant at times. You know, their high watermark lately has been scoring three goals pretty much in a lot of their games. Uh, you know, defensively, it comes and goes for them. Uh, as well so yeah definitely i would only back vancouver in this spot but this might be one of those games where i don't bet at pregame i look to see how the canucks come out early in the game because i especially worry about that first period i actually don't think washington first period is a, is the worst bet in the world 
that could be something you look at. They're starting a road trip. They want to get off on a good, strong note, I think, especially early. Vancouver could be a little bit vulnerable early in that first period from the uh, return home from that great road trip. So, you know, Capitals' first period, situationally, it makes some sense. But, man, the team is bad right now, and their road record's dreadful, and I don't think I could get behind it, even though there's some things that point to this being a spot advantage for the Capitals tonight. What do you think here, Alex, Washington, Vancouver? Yeah, this will definitely be a pass. There's other spots I like more on this card. Spencer Martin confirmed. Uh, you know, we talked about it a couple of days ago about how well he has played. And, you know, Vancouver, like I said, it makes sense. Ride him and get the most out of him that you can right now because you don't know, uh, you know, how well he can last a, a, and be this good. And conversely, you're giving Demko some rest. You want him to get back in the form. He's your big money guy, your number one goaltender. So uh, this is definitely good for a live betting opportunity. Want to wait and see how how these two teams kind of uh, jump out and develop. Like I said, the Capitals, I mean, they're just so bad and so slow. They're a team that, uh, you know, just I haven't had a good feel with all year and uh, really have done better fading rather than backing. I mean, they, they do. They look like they lose puck battles. They look like it's 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 an effort to win any sort of foot race situation for a loose puck. Uh, they have absolutely uh, been disappointing, underwhelming this year, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and that is definitely something that would concern me regarding uh, backing the uh, Capitals here. Like I say, they've definitely got a spot advantage, scheduling advantage, no question. But there's no doubt Vancouver in better form and Vancouver putting a win streak together. And like I say, fading these red-hot teams and what quote-unquote might be a, a trickier spot or a bad spot hasn't always been working out well this year. That team has still found ways to win the game. So that would be the uh, concern for me here with the uh, uh, taking Washington is that it's just not a given that these uh, – Teams that are playing well come home in a tricky spot and, st and lose. Those teams have somehow found ways to win, and Vancouver's certainly playing well. In terms of props tonight, Kuzmenko and Mikheyev stand out. Uh, Horvat obviously is just every night. You know, I'm never. He's not a bad option at all any night to bet him to score a goal. Bo Horvat's been incredible, but especially Andre Kuzmenko and Ilya Mikheyev because those two are starting to heat up right now uh, offensively for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, that is definitely. Uh, something you want to see. They're getting that secondary, third uh, scoring options right now from those two guys. Uh, def definitely worth a look, in my opinion, both of them, to find the uh, back of the net tonight for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. All right, the final game of this uh, Saturday, uh, and it's not L.A. San Jose. We'll change that. Uh, it is Seattle uh, taking on uh, L.A., the red-hot Seattle Kraken. I mean, next to New Jersey, could you make a case for Seattle being the second hottest team in the NHL right now? I mean, my goodness, what a run for the Seattle Kraken. They put me through a little bit of a, you know, nervous moments the other night against Anaheim. That was a back and forth game, a wild one. They had a comfortable two goal lead multiple times and Anaheim came back and tied it. But eventually Seattle got the win uh, against Anaheim. Uh, a great run it's been. Uh, and now they go to L.A. to take on the Kings. Uh, L.A. minus 125 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, again, this is another situation kind of like um, the, the last game a little bit where you've got L.A. maybe in a little bit of a scheduling advantage. They're rested. They're at home. They're in revenge for losing to Seattle last week at Climate Pledge Arena. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not I'm not interested in fading Seattle. I'm just not. They're playing great hockey. Uh, they have won nine of their last 10 games, five-game win streak. The road record's been marvelous for this team, 7-2 and two on the road now for the uh, Seattle Kraken. They've been road warriors 
uh, essentially uh, all season long. Uh, they've been absolutely uh, terrific offensively, been so impressive offensively. Seattle, three-plus goals during this win streak uh, in each game, and they're getting contributions really from everybody. Matty Beneers, a goal and two assists against Anaheim. Daniel Sprong down the lineup gets a goal. Wenberg's been great lately. Jared McCann is finding his offensive game lately. Eberle's been outstanding. Uh, Jaden Schwartz has had a solid season offensively. There's just so much to like right now with where this team is at, the Seattle Kraken offensively. And their defensive game during this time, uh, it's been more good than bad. They've had a couple games. like They gave up five to San Jose. They gave up four to Anaheim. I think they probably want to clean that up. And I'm sure Dave Haxtall, uh, the head coach, would say, hey, we want to play a little bit better defensively than that. But for the most part, they're playing both ends of the ice well. And they're getting good goaltending, including from the guy that's in net tonight. Martin Jones has had a shockingly pretty solid season for the uh, uh, Seattle Kraken, although the last two starts have been a little bit more shaky on his part. You know, he did give up the four goals against Anaheim. He did give up five when they beat San Jose 8-5. So that's nine goals given up by Martin Jones in the last two starts. So he's not nearly been uh, as effective here uh, the last couple times he's been in net. But overall, still for the season, his numbers are solid for the uh, Kraken. 2.58 goals against, 903 save percentage, and 11-5 for the Seattle Kraken with him in net uh, this season. So... Uh, I think when you look at this matchup here, uh, it's, it's Seattle for me, uh, honestly, a plus uh, 110, plus 105. Uh, that's what I'm going to go with here in this game. And that's look, the LA Kings uh, certainly uh, are going to want to turn it around. They've lost four of their last five, but I've not been impressed uh, at times with the uh, problems they've had defending lately. Uh, they've had some breakdowns defensively. Uh, we saw them give up five to the New York Rangers, uh, which wasn't very good. You know, they've been uh, a little bit hit or miss. They miss Gabe Velarde. Let's see if he plays. He didn't play the last game. He's dealing with uh, an injury currently, and we know how important and vital he's been to the LA Kings' early season success. So that's definitely something they've got to overcome. But, you know, more than anything, it's like if that if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of uh, approach here for me. Uh, you know, Seattle playing well, and, and they're absolute best on the road, especially I'm going to roll with them once again here tonight at plus 105 to plus 110. And as far as the props go, like I say, any of those players I mentioned earlier about the Kraken, Schwartz and Eberly and Wenberg and McCann uh, and Beneers, I mean, you could just do a little dabble on all of them, and I'm sure you're going to hit a couple of them because they are just getting so many co contributors right now at the offensive end of the ice. For the LA Kings, I think you go with the big guy, Arthur Kaliev, who has really been someone that's taken the mantle in the absence of Velarde. Really stepped up offensively. Uh, I can't believe the play is still in the bottom six on this group. He's got to get more ice time. He got two goals against Ottawa. He's gotten three points in the last two games. He is definitely shooting the puck a lot. I think he is one of the more undervalued goal scorer player prop options at the moment for this Los Angeles Kings team. No doubt Arthur Kaliev would be that guy uh, for the uh, Kings. Uh, currently plus 350 to plus 360 in a lot of spots to score a goal tonight. And like I say, he has definitely been uh, heating up in recent games for the Kings. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Seattle, L.A.? Yeah, I like this over uh, at six minus a dollar twenty. I was just laughing before we got on the air, you know, looking at different uh, the goalie you know projections for tonight and to see Martin Jones 11-4-1 and then John Gibson 4-12-1. I mean, if you had told me that at the, at the beginning of the season, I would have thought you were absolutely insane. But 
uh, here we are, Martin Jones playing some some outstanding hockey and keeping things afloat for Seattle. And like I said, it's a bit of a rapid revenge spot uh, for L.A., two teams that are battling for, you know, supremacy in that Pacific division, which, like I said, I knew it was going to be a tight race, but I did not think Seattle was going to be part of that mix for sure. I think this is going to be a game where we see a lot of goals back and forth. Quick hasn't been the sharpest of late either. Uh, so like I said, this feels like it could definitely be uh, a bit of a track meet. I think six minus a dot 20 is a good, good value. Yeah, Jones is starting to fall back a little bit. That's the one concern, too, about maybe taking Seattle tonight is like the last two games haven't been his best uh, in between the pipes. They look like the old Martin Jones that we bet against routinely. Right. Not Martin Jones that's been giving up, you know, one, two, three goals regularly through most of the month of November. All of a sudden, these last two November starts, it's looking like the uh, the, 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 the sieve-like Martin Jones is returning because he gave up the five to San Jose, four to Anaheim, nine goals in the last two starts. So I don't hate that overlook at all. And, of course, Seattle's been scoring goals in bunches lately. So definitely the over is where I would lean as well with the Kraken and the uh, Kings. All right, there we go. That's the Tuesday card. Uh, again, we are back at 7 p.m. Eastern time for the live BetCast. Again, we implore you. I mean, definitely tune in. But if you're tuning in, try to get on the stream with us, at least even for just a few minutes to say hi. Introduce yourself. You know, tell us who your favorite team is, what, you know, how, how long you've been betting NHL for, that kind of thing. We're yep. trying to build a bond with our viewers and our listeners and a nice uh, community-like atmosphere here uh, with the Ice Guys show. So if you plan on tuning in and you want to join us on the BetCast stream tonight, uh, make sure you DM me or Alex and we will send you a StreamYard link uh, for uh, the BetCast before it begins tonight. So uh, looking forward to that for sure. It will be a lot of fun, like it, and it's a great night for it. Like I said, we've got some yeah. big time matchups: Bruins, Lightning, Canes, Penguins, Avalanche, Jets, uh, and um, of course the uh, Kachuk Bowl, Panthers, Flames. And don't sleep on that late game either. Seattle, LA uh, could be a pretty entertaining game as well. So lots of good games tonight on this Tuesday slate, and a great night to have another Ice Guys Live Betcast. Uh, all right, uh, Patreon.com/slash Ice Guys, ten dollars a month. Make sure you sign up. Uh, yeah. Daily betting card there. Uh, goalie charts, totals charts, and more. Uh, plenty of bonus contact and content and a lot more coming up in the new year. Patreon.com slash Ice Guys, just $10 a month. Also want to mention IceGuys.MySpreadShop.com. Six more days left. You can get 15% off anything in the store and free standard shipping. So that's IceGuys.MySpreadShop.com. We've got T-shirts. We've got caps. We've got stickers. We've got all kind of cool stuff that you can get for your holiday shopping needs. All right. Yeah, exactly. Great time to buy some merch at the store. I mean, we're less than a month now before Christmas and you don't want to wait till you don't want to be a last minute Christmas shopper. Uh, you want to give yourself right. some time for that shit to arrive obviously as well. So uh, yeah, now's the perfect time to get involved and uh, pick up some merch at the ice guy store. All right. Best bets now to wrap it up for this Tuesday uh, show. Of course, we're back though for the BetCast tonight at 7 PM Eastern. Alex, what do you like for best bet? You know, what? we're going to go, we're going to go with Montreal. Minus $1.10. Uh, like I said, it's the first time I bet them all year, but I think this is just better form, better spot. San Jose is just awful. Kapokakinen has not uh, even been remotely as good as I thought he would be uh, put into this spot. Obviously, it's a bad team, but I just thought he would be in better form. Jake Allen coming off of a really bad game against Buffalo. I think he gets into uh, to better form tonight and leads the Habs to victory on home ice. So giving the Habs minus $1.10 is my best bet. There you go. Montreal Canadiens minus 110 against the uh, San Jose Sharks. Best bet uh, for Alex uh, B. Smith uh, in that one. And my best bet, uh, we're going to go to that late night game. We cashed a best bet winner with with Seattle. 
uh, on Sunday uh, in regulation against Anaheim. And we're going to release the Kraken again tonight here on this Tuesday night. Seattle Kraken plus one uh, twelve. Looks like the best price out there right now. Seattle Kraken plus 112 uh, against the uh, Los Angeles Kings uh, for my best bet here for this uh, Tuesday night NHL card. What can you say? They're playing great. Five in a row, nine of 10, seven and two uh, on the road this year. The Kraken uh, road warriors. We'll see if they can keep up the road dominance tonight in L.A. Uh, Seattle plus 112 against uh, Los Angeles for my best bet. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. And join us for the live betcast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern. It'll be a fun night uh, and hopefully a profitable one from a live betting standpoint as well. For Alex P. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll see you in just a few hours. For the Ice Guys live betcast starting at 7 p.m. Eastern tonight, presented by National Hockey Now. 